You're it's the food Izzo. It's the Food Join Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Mills. I'm your man P. What's happening, brother? Nothing, man. I'm sorry I wasn't able to link up with you. This week has been crazy. Yo, for the both of us, bro, we was <laughs> we we've been trying to get it together. It just it just didn't come together for us. But everything good though? Yeah, anything good, man. I'm out here ripping and running, making moves. I actually got a little bit of time to sit down before I got to get up and get back out here in this crazy weather. So what better time to link up with my guy? My man. And, uh, do this kick-ass show real quick. Oh, my goodness, man. This weather been crazy. Yeah, But listen, let's, let's, let's jump right into it because we got a good topic this week. So let's jump right into it. Let's get into the tails. Uh, let me kick I'll, it off. I'll, I'll, all right, oh, you want to kick it off? Or you, what's up? Yeah, you know, I, I I actually got something for a change. All right, do your thing. Do your thing. So, this tales isn't anything crazy or off the wall or whatever the case. This tales is for anybody that's in the industry, that's in a leadership role, because this may or may not happen to you. But my tales is from today and yesterday. Like this is like. In real time. You my bro. We locked in. But go ahead. I'm going to tell you why later. Go ahead. Do your thing. So yesterday when I got off work, I had to go to Restaurant Depot because I had to grab something for the gig that we desperately needed. And I said, don't worry about it. I'll go. I'll get it. Today, this morning, we had a breakfast. Realize, holy shit. We have no liquid eggs in the house. How the fuck did this happen? Here's the craziest part. They were there. They don't grow legs and just walk away. Mm -hmm. We still don't know what happened. But I said, we don't got time to figure it out. I'm going to run back to Restaurant Depot and get three cases of liquid eggs, which aren't cheap, by the way, and shoot back to work enough time for us to do what we got to do to get this meal out on time. Now, people may be saying, well, damn, you had to spend your own bread for work two days in a row. I'm getting that back. So for anybody that doesn't know, what happens is you put in an expense report where basically you either do it yourself or you have somebody else i.e. executive chef, general manager, whoever, take the receipts, take a picture of them, email them, send them over to HR. Once HR gets them, they do the expense report, and then they cash you out, and they give you your bread. Yep, yep. Sometimes, that, sometimes that happens right away, like the same day. Sometimes it might take a couple of days because it's Friday, and then you got the weekend, whatever the case may be. I'm looking probably like Monday, Tuesday, but I'm not tripping because I know that I'm getting it back. I don't work for no janky ass company where it's damn, bro, you took one for the team or damn, we'll put it back in your paycheck, which means your money is going to get taxed. None of that. I'm getting it back in a couple of days, but this is one of those situations where for the client, Sometimes you have to put the job first. And if you're in one of those positions where you have a really good job and they take care of you the way that you take care of them, it's a no-brainer. 
But if you do have one of those jobs where it's like, I don't know how long it's going to take for me to get this back. I don't think I'm comfortable doing it. Then that just means you probably need to look for a better job. But sometimes, <laughs> Touche. You're sometimes right. shit hits the fan. And when you're in a leadership position, sometimes you got to bite the bullet and do what you got to do. Simple and plain. And Restaurant Depot saw me two days in a row. So that's my tales for this week. Just, you know, be comfortable with sometimes having to be an adult about shit and do what's necessary. No, no, that's true. That's true for real. And then also, too, like, yes, you got your moments where you got to spend your own money because you never know how things may play out. Also, if you're tuning in and you're on your way to becoming a part of management, petty cash. That's money that is set aside for wherever your establishment is that you can use for whatever. And then they pay you back immediately. As long as you got the receipt or, you know, you're not using your own money. It's like, hey, I need a hundred from Penny Cash. You spend 50, you give them back day 50, you're good and clear. So dope. And why I chuckled was because my my tales is recent, too. Remember a couple of weeks ago when we talked about Shorty who got locked in a in the freezer? Yeah. Okay. I got locked in the freezer. Now you got locked in the freezer? It wasn't long. It was it wasn't two hours. She was in there for a while. Mine was like five minutes. I go in the freezer, the door closed behind me, no big deal. To me, I always run with the the mindset of if you think about being cold, it makes it makes it worse. So I just I'm like I'm in here to get what I need to get and I'm leave out. Mind you, because I'm going from a hot kitchen to a, a freezer, my glasses kind of like fog up a little bit. No big deal. Take my glasses off, put my put my glasses in. All chef jackets have a, a have a pocket on the left side. Put them right in that mm-hmm. pocket. I get what I need to get, I go to open the freezer. Freezer don't open. So I'm like, what the fuck? So now I put what I had in my hand down, try to force the freezer open. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. So I'm like, don't freak out yet. There's a a logical explanation for this. I donkey kicked that joint. Nothing. Damn. So I'm like, I'm like, F it. Now it's time to like, you know, to quote the infamous Biggie Smalls, kick in the door. I, boom, boom, door wouldn't budge. So I'm like, nah, this can't be happening. I kick it one more time. Boom, door comes flying open. Glasses come flying out my pocket. Glasses break. Mm. No big deal. You know what? No big deal. I don't. I just recently, you know, for everybody listening, I just recently started wearing glasses in the kitchen. I don't want my vision to get any more worse. So no big deal. I'm like, all right, I got a couple more pairs at the crib. The very next day. Same thing happens. I'm not in the freezer, but I go from (laughs) working on a line to going into the refrigerator. Glasses get foggy. Put them in my pocket, open the door, everything's fine. 
I come out the freezer. I put what I had. It might have been like chicken or something. I put it on a cart. A towel falls randomly. So I go to pick the towel up. Glasses fly. Glasses fall out my pocket. Lenses burst. Like the whole my entire glasses just kind of just shattered. You ain't having no luck with these glasses, bro. Listen, that's why I'm. That's why I'm sitting here like I don't. This is why I don't wear glasses in the kitchen. So the lenses fly out the frames. I get the lenses. I, I put them back together, but I'm like, this is this is why I never wore glasses in the kitchen. And then from that day, so it was two days in a row, two different glasses break. I'm like, I'm going back to not wearing glasses in the kitchen. So you got that's crazy, bro. bro talk about <laughs> bad luck. If you ain't have bad luck, you have no luck at all. Bro, listen. And I was like, what the f-? literally I watched, I saw the glasses fall, the second pair. I saw them fall on the floor. I'm like, Oh no, these my sturdy ones. Nope. <laughs> bloop bloop. Both lenses. Bloop bloop. I was like, oh man, this ain't right. That's wild. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's funny we got two recent joints. So listen, <clears throat> me and my brother P, you know, we you know, we discuss the show, go back and forth. We don't never necessarily want to hear each other's viewpoints. We just, you know, bring a topic to each other topic came up in las vegas the and and forgive me because i don't remember the name but there's a a culinary union which is bartenders servers um cooks line cooks their union has finally decided to go on strike I thought this story I thought this story and what was going on was really, really interesting, especially with with what's going on with the United Auto Workers Union, because they're on strike. Hey, 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 Mills, just to get um, the name is the uh, it's the Culinary Workers Union Local 226. Yes. And and the Bartenders Local Union 165. My man. So. You, uh, you know, at the time of this recording, this is about a week ago, the United Auto Workers Union went on strike. Now you have this week at the time of this recording, they're officially on strike. What are your thoughts on it? And by what are your thoughts on it? One, how do you feel about a culinary union? And two, how do you feel about what's going on currently in Las Vegas? Okay, so just to be as broad about it as possible, when you think about unions just in general, they're a blessing and a curse at the same time. That's a fact. They can when when things are going when things are going well and they're going your way, unions are great. But in situations like strikes, um, people that have never been in a union now you're paying union dues out of your check each time you get paid um there are pitfalls to being in unions you know um i don't know any per se because i've never been in one but i know a lot of people that have been in unions and they say you got to take the good with the bad when it's good it's good but when it's bad 
you hate it. Now, as far as Las Vegas goes, I'm not surprised that there's a massive union in Vegas. So when you think of Las Vegas, Vegas is a money machine. And there's so many restaurants, restaurants inside of hotels, casino-based restaurants. There's bars literally everywhere, up and down the strip. You can trip and fall into a bar. Um, to have all of the staff unionized is, is, is like a huge deal because when it comes to Las Vegas, it's literally like New York. Like it's a city that never sleeps. There's so much going on. So you need around the clock. You need a labor force that's around the clock, like on demand because Vegas is so on demand. Now, I saw when I was looking at the the article, the unions. And, and we're going to post that article on, on the gram. And if you're on Patreon, we're going to post that for y'all, too, just so y'all in on the conversation. But go for ahead. Sure. So they're not being um, greedy or anything like that. They're asking for basic human like like uh like dignity type stuff better pay who doesn't want better pay reduce workload and quotas and provision of safety protections among other things so when you mm -hmm. are dealing with the masses 24 7 365 i mean imagine the new employee that gets the short straw and they're working the graveyard shift. They're working, you know, 12 to 8 or, you know, some kind of crazy shift and cooks working overnight, bartenders working overnight. Then you got the people that come in and work during the day. So now they're dealing with all of the drunk, belligerent gamblers that's been out partying all night, that's gambling all night. And now you got to kiss ass because it's your job. You know, you're working in a, in a, in a, in a, let's just, for the sake of it, let's for the sake of argument, you're working in a, a Michelin star restaurant in Vegas of all places. That's extremely, extremely high demand. As a matter of fact, you saw Ocean's 13? Of course. Remember Pacino's restaurant uh, hotel? Remember the restaurants inside of his hotel? The, the risotto was tremendous. Right. And that was, that was a movie, but you see exactly how, how, much, how much they put in. Yeah. And how, how on demand and how like is like high, high level shit just being, you know, pushed out on a consistent basis. You know, burnout is very, very real. Bro, we, how many episodes we had talking about burnout? It, a more plethora. So, plethora. I'm not surprised, but what's crazy is everybody's striking right now. You mentioned the auto union. You have the culinary union in Las Vegas. You have the writer's strike that's still going on as we speak. Give these people what they deserve. Yo, and this is the thing. Everybody's on strike. You have, well, this, you know, as we're currently talking about it, you got the culinary on strike. That's over 60,000 people. You have the writer's strike. 
I don't even want to fathom how many people that is. Mm-hmm. You have the uh, auto worker strike, which I don't know if you know this, and this is this is funny that we like recording. Did you see the the dude who was hurling racial slurs at them? And he got pounced on. No, no, I didn't see that. Yo, I'm gonna say this real quick. You know, hey, listen, this is <laughs> we gotta we gotta talk about all things. So there was a guy with his. We'll just say his wife and children in the car drove by the United Auto Workers strike picket line, hurling racial slurs, jumped out the car to threaten these people who are on strike. They pounced on him. As they should have. Worse than the Montgomery brawl. Mm. So (laughs) if you're listening, go find that video. Cause it it's it's funny, but it's not funny. Leave people to to their devices. Number one and number two, if it don't got nothing to do with you and it doesn't affect you, mind your business. Mind the business that pays you. Exactly. You've been to Vegas before, right? I've never been to Vegas. Vegas, I'm gonna be honest. Vegas was never on my list of places to go. Okay, so I've been to Vegas For three sure. times. Each time is different. Um. 21 first time in Vegas. Then when I um, was getting ready to get married, um, the homies took me to Vegas for a week for my bachelor party. Totally different experience. Then once I was married, me and the babe celebrated our one year, our first anniversary being married. Went to Vegas. So three separate trips, three totally different experiences, but one experience that was the same was culinary and bars. Absolutely. And and with them being on strike, that many people being on strike, Vegas is going to try their best to figure it out because Vegas, they're not Mm -hmm. going like, they're not going to, they're not going to um, suffer too long. They might suffer a little bit in the beginning as they figure it out. But they are definitely going to figure it out. It's just interesting. The people that are in Vegas currently that are like on vacation or trips or whatever, whatever, bachelor parties, bachelorettes, whatever reason you have to being in Vegas, your experience is going to be one to remember. And and here's the, the thing. Vegas tourist town. That's one thing we know for sure. And then um, the one thing, I'm going to be honest, I'm kind of hit or miss on it. Yes, proper wages, non-negotiable. Safety, non-negotiable. Like just being in Vegas and Vegas is like the party town. Like, yo, you need to ensure my safety when I'm going to my car. There's so many instances, so many instances that have been people leave work late at night, go to their car, they get assaulted, car gets stolen. Like, so, yeah, you got to ensure that. Hell yeah. Quotas and provisions, too. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Everything that what they're what they're fighting for in a place like Vegas is definitely needed. You need a union in a place like Vegas. My culinary mind depending on where I'm at, I don't want a union. 
Right. Absolutely. Because for me, and I've always looked at this during my entire career, nobody can negotiate for me better than me. I know what I need. I know what I want and I know what I deserve and I know what I'm in, entitled to. So that's how I'm looking at it. Now with Vegas, with it being such a big tourist attraction and they, you're right. They cannot afford to have a strike right now, but it's kind of needed. The richer getting richer, the poor getting poorer. Five years ago, which is just, it's just a random thought. Five years ago, Delhi turkey, like turkey lunch meat, uh-huh. probably like two dollars a pound. Now it's six. So now you want me to work and get paid the same amount of money that I got paid five, six, seven, ten years ago, compared to now? No, 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 no. It's time to play ball. They got to play ball with the workers, and the workers got to play ball with the owners. I agree. The owners have to understand and remove the mentality of I'm doing you guys a favor. And it's like, no, 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 no. We're doing you a favor. We keep your company afloat. You should treat us that way. No, I absolutely a thousand percent agree. And I think these owners, especially in places like Las Vegas, they take advantage of the fact that they're unionized because the union leaders that are negotiating these uh, wages for the staff, they look at it like, listen, any small victory is a victory. You know, if y'all are getting, and this is just me spitballing because we don't know how much they get paid, but you know just as well as I do in the culinary industry, your pay is determined on where you work. So if I'm a line cook at Applebee's and you're a line cook in Del Frisco's, I am batshit crazy to think that I'm bringing home what you're bringing home. But at the end of the day, like you said, you're going to get whatever you negotiate. If you don't negotiate and you don't fight for yourself, they're going to give you whatever they feel you deserve. And that's what was happening in it. And then within the article, they were saying, like, this has been a consistent thing. Get to the last hour. okay? you know, we'll extend it. We'll you know, we'll figure we'll figure some things out. We'll extend it again. We'll figure some things out. I think at this point they you know, the the union is kind of fed up with it. You guys are making the most money you've ever made and our people are making the least amount of money they ever made. Now, that's all, you know, due to inflation and, you know, prices changing and so on and so forth. But you're starting to see across the board, suffice to say, people not taking this shit no more. No, they're not. So... You know, it's a good thing to see. Hopefully they work this out. I'm I'm rooting for both parties. Hopefully Vegas doesn't take that big of a hit because Vegas is a, a tourist attraction. 
you need people to make the food, make the drinks, serve the food, serve the drinks. Like there's so much that goes into hospitality. You really can't afford to to mess around and make these people unhappy. And then furthermore, to touch on your point, yeah, you're right. If I'm working over here and then you're working over there and all you're making is burgers and I'm sitting here making flan, you got to pay me more. Absolutely. But there, but this is an over, but this is like an overarching problem. What is the bottom line, the bare minimum pay? You need to pay somebody in hospitality. That's the more interesting conversation. It's funny because just to go back, mind you, like some people fall into a perfect situation, but just to think about culinary and how far our industry has come back at the spot that is, you know, back in the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I first started there in two, 2005, I started at $11.32 an hour. And at that time in 2005, that was the most money I had ever made hourly in my entire life. $11.32. Right. In 2005, imagine what some of these people in Las Vegas are making an hour, and I say that because in Las Vegas, there is a massive Latino and, and Mexican community in Las Vegas, Nevada, and they get taken advantage of because a lot of the owners, a lot of the people that are opinion makers and so on and so forth, when they see them, all they see is cheap labor. And also, in their mind, which is terrible, they look at it like, well, y'all lucky to be here. So y'all being here alone is a privilege. So I'm going to tell you whatever I feel as though I'm going to tell you, because I guarantee you it's more than you're making back home. So be happy. And if not... I'll have another I'll have another one of you before your shift is over. That's a messed up way to look at it and you're right. We know that those people up top they're looking at it a certain way. But what they fail to realize is and this is just business 101. You take care of your people, your people will take care of you. And I'm really, I'm super duper interested to see how this whole thing plays out because there's no, to me, on the outside looking in, there's no middle ground. You either make it right, you, you, you know, give these people their demands or cancel Christmas. It's done. It's over with. Cancel Christmas? Cancel Christmas. It's done. It's over with. Hey, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, I apologize for the noise. I'm in the car as we speak, taking care of some business, but to make sure that I'm not messing this up, 
I pulled over real quick, but I realized this is important. So if you hear any noise, well, if you heard any noise, that's my bad. But this show, what we're doing for us and for everybody else is extremely important. So I can I can wait a couple minutes. I didn't realize it was going to be this damn loud. I'm, that's my fault. It's all good. I appreciate you pulling over. But with the... Just to enclose and kind of encapsulate this with the writer strike. Matter of fact, wasn't didn't they the the uh, train workers? They had a strike last year. So now well, you they had, had a strike last year around the time when mysteriously all those trains were starting to derail. Right. So you had that. Now you have the the writer strike. You have the culinary strike. You have you know, the the auto worker strike. I'm happy to see people are finally starting to see the signs of we're being taken advantage of. It doesn't move without us. Martin Luther King, I don't want to jump in my conspiracy theorist bag. I don't want to get into that. Oh, go ahead, man. Just dip your toe in. Man, it, I'll dip my I'll dip my toe in for sure. But this I'm not going to go in depth. But around the time that he died, he was organizing the Poor People's March. You poor, you walk with us. You can see the tide is turning. Where they're like, we're making you guys rich, rich. What about us? Gas is what five dollars now. We, yeah. how can we yeah. get how can we get to work if we don't get paid enough to even fill up our tank it's not enough it's not it's not merely enough love in the world because we all know and this is why when um main man was in office this is why he flourished the way he did because He's passing out checks. Is, yeah, yeah. The United States <laughs> is playing like a business. Like yeah. everything, everything is business. It's, it's business first. How can we capitalize on every single thing? How can we make the most money? And how can we pay the least amount of money in order to make the most money? For so, sure. You know, think about. That's capitalism, you know, though. I got a product, I got a product, and I got or I got a service. How much you willing to pay for a set product or service? And then it comes into like how much can I maximize my profits based on? Okay, do I work two people, or can I do it with one and I get all the money and I just give out a little bit of crumbs? So it's the American way was going on, but on the flip side. The American way too is rebellion. Boston Tea Party. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See what the knuckleheads was doing down Center City like a couple a couple days ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> the looting and rioting, but that was for a different. That was for a different reason. What the oh, excuse yeah, was. was for a different reason. But the reason I brought that up is because whatever, regardless of the reason, it was still rebellion. It was still, we we ain't standing for this. So now we're going to act. We're going to act a donkey down here 
and make y'all feel this, which I think was kind of productive, but that's another conversation for another day. Yeah, and for another podcast. But rebellion is the American way. It's since its inception of America, it's always been fuck you. <laughs> it's just in our DNA. It's just now, I just think it's hilarious. It's backfiring. Cars don't get made. Food don't get made. Uh, <laughs> shows. And which I think every union should take a little bit of information from the writer's union and how their contract is constructed. They can't promote. They can't do anything while they're on strike. So it was like, you know. So no, for sure. Listen, shout out, shout out to everybody in Vegas. All sixty thousand plus of y'all holding the line. Make them take care of y'all. And that I know. feel bad for the I mean, I feel bad for the workers to even have to be in a position to strike. But reading the article of course, you need a certain amount of people willing to strike in order for the leaders to say, hey, yeah, we're going on strike. Oh, yeah, I yeah, feel, yeah. I feel the worse for the people that didn't want to strike, but now you have to because you were outvoted. Because the people that really, really didn't want to strike, they can't. Not saying anybody really can, but they, I look at it like they really can't afford to. Yeah, like, it's, yo, it's I, definitely a case I, by case basis. I gotta work. Like, like how? Like, I get it, y'all. Like, I get it. But how long are we going to be out here? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I feel like, you. I feel you. So with the, and I'll just touch base on this with the United Auto Workers um, strike. There's people bringing food, bringing clothing. Like, they're just making sure, like, hey, we stand with the cause, too. Not saying you should totally rely on outside resources, but when you have the outside resources to your advantage, use them. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely shitty. The clothes, whatever the outside resources are providing, that is amazing. And I applaud everybody. But what about the the worker that's now on strike that got that 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 got that ten day shut off notice six days ago? And that's the part that is kind of that's the part I don't like. And that's the that brings me to why I say, if you can negotiate for yourself, negotiate for yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm I'm hit or miss. I've worked in places where we had a union and I was like, I'm good. I don't need this. And then I've also worked in places where why don't we have a union? So it's very it's 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 a definitely a gray area. Things could be better, could be worse. And there's you know, there's a different outlook no matter which way you look at it. But I'm just. I'm just happy that the solidarity within the culinary aspect, because, you know, this is what our podcast is about. Not even podcast. This is what our show about. The ins and outs of the business. Hey, listen, 
you do A and you're going to get B and so on and so forth. And the one thing I can say real quick before, you know, we we jump into uh, motivational. One thing I can say, one thing that they put as in their contract or prospective contract was guaranteed jobs that wouldn't get lost to artificial intelligence. And I was like, I was like, okay. There's some that one, there's forward thinkers in that in that room. And then B it's coming. AI taking over writing jobs, auto working jobs, culinary jobs. Uh, I, I know it's a few years away. AI taking over doctor's jobs. That wave is coming. And the fact that they're protecting themselves now was the biggest was the biggest takeaway I took from them going on strike. That's an outlook that I think a lot of people wouldn't have thought of. So kudos to you <clears throat> for thinking about that and bring that up because that's a thousand percent true. I mean, we see the uh, the videos of the of the machines in mm-hmm. the kitchens with the wok making stir fry and this and that and this and that. But bro, that was like what blew my mind. Part about it is you still need that human element because you got the machine that's doing the stir fry, but then you got somebody that had to take it out, plate it, box it up, do this, do that, do whatever. So it makes it, it helps to aid the job to make the job easier, but I don't see it taking the job. To me, you're because right. It won't it I'll, won't take the job because there are certain things you can program a, a machine to do that they won't understand it. How do you program to a machine how not to burn garlic? And you have to use right. your sense of smell, like so that part right. is safe, but it's just for more. It's more so for the the lower level. What if you just start now and you you woke up one day and was like, "I want to be a chef." It's protecting those people. We're vets. We kind of know what's going on. They can't get rid of us. But people coming in, hey, I want to be a pastry chef. Hey, I want to be a chef de cuisine. You know, just all these different things where there's not a machine that can replace you. So please, people, please, please, please keep an eye out. If you're watching that, the autos workers strike. If if you're watching the writer strike, keep an eye on the culinary strike. You'd be surprised how much influence food and beverage people, food and beverage workers have within this industry. Period. It doesn't move without us. We're one of the backbones. So just pay attention and keep tune in and and you know salute. You got anything for uh, motivational? We can dip up out of here. Yeah, you know, I think we always got to try our best to motivate the people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What you you got something or you mean so, kick it off? 
Um, nah, I got some. I got some. All right. Oh, you on a roll today? I'm trying, man. So, for my motivational mic droppers, I would have to say, first and foremost, protect yourself. And what I mean by that is protect your peace, protect your family, protect your joy, protect your self-interest. Just protect yourself in general all around the board because there are many people that may say they have your best interest at heart, that smile in your face, but are the first ones in line, the ones to stab you in the back, the ones that tell you you can do it, try to motivate, motivate you and make you think that uh-huh. you, but the whole time you're sharing your dreams with these people and guess what? They're trying to steal your dream right up underneath you and they say, nah, I can do it better. So I'm, let, let me beat him or her to the punch. Not so, even, they don't even necessarily got to steal your dream. Them just not giving you well wishes like, I bet you don't get it. I bet you don't get it. I hope he don't get yeah, it. Right. That's just as bad. That's worse, actually. Touche, you right. Protect yourself. Protect yourself. Keep certain things private. Keep play things very close to the chest. You know, and be selfish with your dreams. Because nobody is going to say, hey, I know what your dream is. Guess what? I'm going to help you retain it. And I don't want nothing. Those types of people are very few and far between, trust me. So protect yourself. That's that's what I got. All right, that's dope, man. I feel you on that. Uh, what I got this week, short and simple, is a quote. Um, the quote is, happy are those who take life day by day, complain very little, and are thankful for the small things in life. Listen. Don't, yeah, don't worry about tomorrow, next week, next month. Game plan for today, that removes a lot of stress. Be appreciative for what you got. You woke up this morning, you won. So just enjoy everything moment by moment. You walking down the street, you, you see a dime on the ground. Pick it up. Be thankful. That's 10 cents more than what you had prior to seeing it. So just, you know, take take advantage of the, the things life gives you. It may not be this grandiose thing. You may not win $100 million tomorrow. But you know what? You got a chance to experience another day of life. And that's something small, and that's something you could appreciate. So that you know, that's where I'm at with it. Anything uh, else, man? You you know? Um. No. One thing I will say, though, I am going to keep a very close eye on what's going on in Vegas. Yes, and we got to for sure. Whatever I see is going to go right up on the page. So stay tuned. Because I'm very interested to see how this strike plays out. Oh, no, yeah, 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 for sure. Because I feel like what plays out in Vegas is going to affect the rest of the, the food and beverage industry. Absolutely. 
Listen, and when I, I know for sure when that blueprint, they give out that blueprint, and it's going to get built upon and built upon and built upon. Food and beverage, mark my words. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say one more thing, then we're going to get out of here. Mark my words. This Vegas thing, how it plays out, you will see, however it plays out, good bad or indifferent you will see an influx of people either leaving food and beverage or running to food and beverage for sure yo. for sure so everybody tune in see how this thing plays out even if you are not even a part of the industry just pay attention to what happens because if you remember a few months ago uh you ups workers got a bunch of money and you saw a bunch ridiculous. you saw a bunch of people run over there like yeah i'll go deliver packages i'll go get my cdl so like culinary like this thing how this vegas thing plays out is just keep your ears <laughs> keep your mouth closed and your ears open real quick before we go patreon what up if you're not a member of patreon you missing out Go get that merch. The merch is fire. I don't even want to call it merch. Just go to the Food Joint Podcast store. It ain't merch. It's just regular everyday wear. It's just, you know, we incorporated us into it. So, what'd you say? I got to get them socks. Listen, <laughs> my crew, my crew not going away. <laughs> fire. That's all I'm gonna say. Fire. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got to like grab some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I said, man, it's dope, man. Great, great topic this week. I wish, you know, we wish we would have been in studio or just been recording together to do this, but this couldn't wait. And you know, we like to be consistent and give y'all something every week, so we just had to jump on it. And kudos to you for finding the article. It found me. <laughs> it found. It found me, bro. Listen, I'm room for <laughs> two things. I'm room for. I'm room for everybody black, and I'm room for everybody culinary. Get paid. Get paid. On yep. both sides. So well, I think that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, sir. But, you know, per usual. Have a safe week, productive week, a fulfilled week. Continue to work on you. Successful week. Continue to pour into you, pour into whatever you have going on. Pour into your family, pour into your business, pour into your work, pour into your love life. Regardless of what you have going on, continue to pour into it. I guarantee you, you will definitely see the outcome differ from what you don't. So just continue, especially when it's rough, especially when you don't feel like it. Trust me, we've all been there mm-hmm. in, our, in our careers and in our personal lives. 
think that, you know, you, you can't get any worse. Trust and believe there's somebody out here that has it way worse than you. So count your blessings and just stay the course. Yes, sir. That's the best way you could put it. Stay the course. You know how I always end up the show. Love, peace, and chicken grease, y'all. <laughs>